what's going on, Refill Team Fairchild? You guys know how this works. The goal of this podcast is to help bring people together. Whether it's stories of triumphs and success, or even stories of a little bit of failure or hardship, we share them all. Because by doing so, we help connect each other to one another. And that's really what this podcast is all about. So let's go ahead and get this episode started. Right, refuelies, we're offloading another episode today. This will be the last one with our current command team, both Colonel Bentley and Chief Guzman are here today. Thank you, gentlemen, for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thanks for having us. Are there a reason for sadness or elation for some? Our last one. So. I think I'll finally get to take a breather when you guys PCS on. I'm not sure how how fast-paced Colonel Dykus and oh, Chief R. Curry will be, but... Oh, it's, it's, uh, you're fast-paced. That's what I'm trying what to keep up a couple steps behind you guys. No, no, it's <laughs> all about attitude, effort, and you have both those in spades. So, no, you really made a difference, and we really, really appreciate it. Yeah. No, it's... You've been getting after it since you took over here. Like, you were one of the first folks we got to interview for a, for a key position here on the base as a career advisor, and you've been running hard ever since. It's been, what, over about a year and a half now? Just about, yes, sir. Yeah, you've been getting after it, so you're awesome. Yeah, and I, my, one of my favorite posts on the Airman and CO page is, is <laughs> she needed furniture, and she got furniture. It looks really good in here. You're really impressed with what y'all done in here. Yeah. I was very lucky that it was a lot of helpful comments. Hey, have you tried Dermo? Unfortunately, we don't have a Dermo here. Hey, talk to the hotel, because yeah. sometimes when they get rid of furniture, they might be able to hook you up over there. <laughs> oh, there's always a way, and that, that's something that seems like you always you always find a way. Yeah. So the turning point turned out pretty nice. Yeah. Been very, very lucky. Um, but I just wanted to give you guys an opportunity to just kind of share anything you'd like to on your way out the door. If there's anything you'd like to highlight, anything you'd like to let the listeners know that, hey, it's still in work. I know we promised you some things or we're trying to get some stuff done. And some of it will just take, you started the, the process, but uh, for example, the Red Morgan Center and Alder House, it's coming. It won't be finished before you guys leave, but it's happening. So people... I let the boss go. He put a he put a good note out today via email um, that we're not going over sync IA and everything that's coming down the line with that money and the written Morgan. But I let the boss go ahead and, and speak on that. Yeah, I, I'm a big fan of uh, you know, just because you plant the tree doesn't mean you have to be there. It, it's amazing what our airmen and when I say airmen, it's our folks that wear the suit, the, the uniform, those folks that are the civilians and the families. What what they really accomplished these last two years. Um, I, I got to go down to a, a civic leader luncheon today, really reflecting back on how hard it's been. I mean, the pandemic is still here. Yes, sir. We've had more inspections than imagined, and the team knocked it out of the park. They could have just done that, but they definitely advanced a lot of initiatives uh, across the Mobility Air Forces and, and a lot more for the community. But the chief was talking about the CIA, so... It's pretty impressive to be number two of 176 installations. And I'm really glad it's $750,000. And I would tell you the team has spent way more money than that. Uh, they found a creative way of doing it. But oh. next summer, we should have a splash pad in Miller Park, a nice one. Airman Carpio and his team wanted a basketball court in the dorms, so that should happen this fall. Oh, excellent. I think Chief Guzman and Brandy Guzman wanted a skate park, so they got a <laughs> skate park across from the gym. And a lot of other small things that, that make a difference. And... Uh, I will tell you the expenses for those things are well above $750,000. Okay. But our cons, our, our CE, and our FSS team found a way to get more money. And then the Red Morgan Center, when that opens back up, I, I think it's going to be awesome. It's going to be probably December, January. The Otter House will reopen. 
Again, that was a $4 million roof fix that we had to secure the funds for, and the team found a way. And the team is not stopping there. They are trying to build, still work an annex to it. Um, it may not be a $12 million bowling alley that we hear the cost is going to be, but it could be a, something much simpler that maybe we can get Red Horse out here to build for us, you know, some batting cages, maybe nice. a couple of uh, lanes, but something else, uh, especially in the winter months, and especially maybe when we have the hazardous air quality. Some indoor soccer area. Yeah, yeah, definitely um, for Kirschman, yes. Indoor soccer league could be <laughs> something we can do intramural in the winter months and gets people inside and it gets them uh, active and connected. Oh, excellent. Yeah, because as most of the listeners hopefully know, we have the SISM going on right now, which yes. is the International Sports Military. Yes. I'm th- I'm missing a letter there, but. Uh, Women's World Cup. Yeah, yeah the Armed Forces Women's World Cup, which is actually, if you guys weren't aware, the largest one they've ever had in the history so far. Yeah, we have 10 teams here. Yes, sir. Um, I, I, I went to a game the other day. It was Germany against the U.S. US. Oh, good game, yeah. Most ever attendance for a Women's World Cup military. They yeah. have about 1,500 folks there. Oh, excellent. And great support from the community. But what I love, the two big things, the one is we had the air show. First <sighs> day was a little cold, a little rainy, so only about 30,000 people showed up. But the second day, we had 100,000 people show up for that. And that was the largest ever air show, one-day event for Fairchild. And that's a big push. There's a lot of volunteer hours. A oh, lot yeah. Of extra, you know, overtime being put in afterwards to clean up and to get the base, you know, back together and secured and to help folks get off the base too, right? Uh, sure. But those are all huge events that take a lot of work behind the scenes that's never lost on us. Uh, in addition to doing the day-to-day mission, which is hectic and busy enough as it is, but people put in the extra time, the overtime, um, to put these events together to help the community open up uh, and to keep the base moving forward. Yeah, I love it. And, and then all the stuff we're doing with the schools on STEM days, showing people the airplane, because again, we're trying to recruit uh, the next generation, but it's chief and I, I mean, looking back, it's been a busy two years, uh, but really impressed by the team. And I think what makes it can make it less busy is empowerment. I mean, letting people do things. We got a lot of smart airmen out there. And if we just kind of remove roadblocks and let them do things, uh, we can do anything. Excellent. So I know there's probably a plethora of things, but can you guys give me one of the top things that you guys saw during your time here that just really makes you go, wow, that's awesome that that's happened. I mean, uh, I mean, the boss just hit it at 18 months, right? We've we gone through seven inspections in 11 months. I've been here 18 months, but seven inspections in 11 months. I think 19 weeks we spent exercising or prepping for some kind of inspection, and, and that itself is impressive. But on top of all that, we're a IA finalist. <laughs> we hosted the, like we're right now, we're hosting the Women's World Cup. What else did we have going on here that was huge for the community? The air show, phenomenal. All those things extra on top of that. Our first sergeant council was recognized as the yes. best in AMC, which is a pretty tough feat in itself. And we're not the largest council, but I think pound for pound, we are the champs. And that's undisputed now. You name it. We just gotten after it. Always on call, always deployed. At one point, we had two of our squadrons deployed at the same time. Unprecedented. You know, world events, things happened. But we still show up. We still answer the bell round after round, and we still deliver pound for pound. And uh, some people want to label us underdogs. I find that to be a little insulting. I don't think we're uh, to, to imply somebody's an underdog. It means that they're less capable. I think we're just as capable, if not more capable, than anybody out there to answer the bell, you know, and to come out of the corner swinging. I, I'm still, I still demand a recount for the Sync IA. Uh, <laughs> if you look at us pound for pound compared to the other folks we're being looked at, but. Um, at the end of the day, I'm extremely proud to just to be a part of this team and to see the, the, the way the team performs, crushing the mission, and on top of all that, everything else that, that we've done above and beyond uh, the expectations. 
Yeah, I think I think that the chief taught me this saying. It's uh, some some places you, or some areas. You know, it's all show, a lot of rhetoric, but not a lot of go. But I, I tell you, this wing and he's, the team here definitely moves out. I'm really proud of. You know, we had a housing challenge. Yes, uh, we still have a housing challenge, but man, the team worked really hard to get that 20% BAH increase, one of only five in the DLD uh, basis to get that. They also got a housing requirement mark analysis on the schedule for 2023. It wasn't even on the schedule. And uh, st- still some engagements to make sure that, you know, people feel comfortable where they live or more opportunities where they live. Definitely more work to do, but uh, definitely working it. And I think one of the coolest things was uh, the 20 ship minimal interval takeoff uh, formation for yes, multiple reasons. One is, I, I mean, I was lucky I got to fly the, the first ship but just taxiing around and seeing everybody out there watching it. I mean, probably some places they shouldn't be, but we uh, civic <laughs> leaders, we have people from the, you name it, contracting yeah. folks were out there. Everybody was out there. Everybody yes. chipped in. Yeah. Uh, and then that tw- was awesome. And then 20 for 20 on maintenance. And then uh, Cody Haynes, you know, my sergeant Cody Haynes kind of led the generation, man, again, we don't need a, a Colonel. We don't need a, you know, senior ranking to do it. let people do things and they, they can do it. And he knocked it out of the park. And I think it was just a really culminating event for the wing to do that. And it's never really been done at that level. Yeah. One thing that stood out to me to this day, I think it was one of the craziest or, or coolest things to see was we were having a meeting for the dorm installation, the council, the future of the, the campus and the dorms. And uh, there was a discussion about a basketball court. Can we get a basketball court in the dorm? And it was at the time, A1C Carpio. Sure, yeah. <laughs> pounding the table and say, no, we, we want this. This is what the airmen voted on. This is what they want. And 06 is in the room, Chiefs in the room. And... They all slapped the table like, oh, let's do it. Yeah. I mean, Carpio convinced them because it was on the fence. Like, oh, I don't know if we need this. I don't know if people are going to use it. And Carpio was the an airman. Yes. Right. Yeah. An, an A1C first termer representing the dorm council and, and speaking for the airman. That that to me is what it's all about is us getting the heck out of the way, and listening and uh, providing resources and moving out. I, I love that kid. And he's just a perfect example. And, and you know, I, I didn't know this until one of the meetings and he was talking about Oh yeah, I'm about to go downtown and get my citizenship. Yes, okay, yes. He comes from the Philippines, and so yeah, you, know, you meet kids like that, and then you know it makes you really appreciative that you're American, and it also makes you want to be a better American because you see what value he brings. But he he's an amazing kid. Just made a senior airman build his own. I could list a thousand things that this base has done. These airmen have done, yep. and it's just you know we've just had to be in a great seat to watch a lot of it. We just get to be spectators a lot, and just be a helping hand. I know you asked me this, and I say this story this time, like, how do you do this? How do you keep up this pace? How do you, you know, we go TDY, we go down to visit the 912th that in March, there are surveys, and we get off the plane, we change it, and, and within 30 minutes of hitting the base, we're out and about seeing people and getting after, getting after solutions, right? Getting after results. And, I, and it always comes back to this. The other day I came to work, I was off work for a, a week doing household goods, and I put on my uniform and came in for something. I still get excited to run in that building, put on that triangle B patch and represent the airmen, because they're worth it. There's people out here, those airmen and families, they're worth every hour, every minute that we put in, every ounce of, of passion, blood, sweat, and tears we put in, they're all worth it. You know, those airmen are worth it. You know, they, they're putting in the work, they're turning the wrenches, they're turning jets, they're doing the work behind the scenes and the support functions. All of them, they're worth it. And those families are too and their sacrifices. So that's why we do it, that's how we do it. We think about them and the work they're putting in. It's easy to get up and get excited and go to work day in and day out. Yeah, definitely uh, inspire you to want to do more. Yeah, really, really proud of the team. And, uh, you know, I'm leaving on Monday. I'm driving out, heading to Transcom in St. Louis. So if you ever need anything, I'm, I'm more than willing to help. And Chief is going to go to a different base and be a command chief there up at Elmendorf. So, so I'll drive west and then north, I think, until I run out of road. And then yeah. hopefully I don't miss any signs or I don't get chased by a bear or something. I don't know. 
all very, very possible. And just to be careful, sir, because part of the Alcan did close down. I saw it. It got washed that's, away. That's back open. He, he said he can, he can off-road it if he needs to. Yeah. So he'll be good. Yeah, do watch out for bears. That is a real thing on the, on that drive. Yeah. No, I, I, actually, I used to be stationed at Elmendorf. And I remember driving to Alcan on the way down with my mother-in-law, 15-hour days. Wow. Yep, sounds about right. Yeah. I, I lived in, I live in, or I lived in Juneau and yeah. from Juneau, we had to take a ferry eight hours to Skagway yep. and then we could make the drive and it was a three and a half day drive, 12 hour shifts. I, I recommend about. it for him to take the ferry, but he didn't want to do it. So no, I got overruled though. It's, it's a kind of our vacation slash PCS move. We, we have about a week to get there, so we'll take our time and uh, we look forward to it. It's an adventure. We, we live in fam camp right now in the camper and then uh, we'll, oh, okay. we'll, we'll live in the camper all the way till we get there and then. Hopefully we have a house or something to live on, on base. So it may not be as big a problem for the gentlemen in your family, but for the females, at least, and it's been a very long time since I've driven the Alcan last, but there were not a lot of flushable toilets. So make sure they're prepared to use an outhouse. Those things, I still don't care for them. <laughs> the, we'll this. figure it out. We had our, we had our <laughs> Alaska immersion last summer. We, we took leave for about three months. And, and yeah, it was about Carol, three months, yeah. Carol Bentley would call me every day, ask me when I was going to come yeah, home. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. I was considering, I don't know, I'm going to grow my beard. <laughs> and just kind of, it was only 10 days, but it felt like three months to him, he tells me. But uh, so I don't know. But I, I came back, he was, I had to like do some therapy with him, make sure he was okay. Yeah, yeah, I do like it when he's here. <laughs> but I, I, yeah. Even last week, he was texting, what's going on? How are you? I'm How are you last week? <laughs> I was unpacking. Oh, that's right, that's right. That's right. <laughs> I, it's it's I, I think that towards the end of your command is the toughest because you want to really really go around and say thank you to a lot of people and do a lot of goodbyes and then you, you know him and I we want to get things not create more work for people sure. or new work but get things that we started or, or the team started like get it across the line yes, sir. Um, and so we got a few things we're doing now but um, it'll go back quick I, I tell you I, I got here I've been on for just over two years 18 months for him but it goes by quick but you're gonna love. The new team. I, I tell you, I, I don't know the new chief that well, but I know um, Chesley Dykus, the new wing commander, and he is a great guy. And I know he's going to do great thing work on your behalf because you know Chief and I always say this: we work for you. It's not the other way around. And so I know he's going to do a lot of things for the team here um, to help move the mission. More importantly, the quality of life and service for airmen and their families. So I know Chief R. Curry, my replacement coming in from Whiteman. He's the 509 Mission Support Group okay. Chief over there. Um, I know he's a dog person. He's a dog lover. So if, if you have a dog, I think I'm a dog person too. So I think he'll be great. Him and his wife, uh, and Nikki, they'll be in town here sh shortly. Um, they'll start work the 25th. Uh, but I'm pretty sure he's going to be a great advocate for airmen. He's going to be a great advocate for families and for dogs, if you like, you know, because he's a dog lover too. But uh, he'll move out on things and he'll keep the ball moving forward. I am confident in that. And uh, it's only going to get better. And that's where Chief Hodges went, right? He went yeah, to right. Wright Pat to be the command chief. Uh, Whiteman. He, he went Whiteman, to Whiteman. Whiteman. And, oh, okay. Uh, and Chief Hodges uh, is now at the First Sergeant Academy as the commandant. And I am going to the 673rd Air Base Wing at, at Jaber in Alaska and Elmendorf. And I'm replacing Chief Mills, who was previously the command chief here at Fairchild. Oh, yeah. wow. And, and I say uh, Dykus is coming from a less capable wing in McConnell. <laughs> and he's going to join varsity here up at uh, Fairchild. I hope he's ready. Yeah, he will be. He's, <laughs> he's, he's a good guy. It'll be nice to have a fully missioned, capable aircraft again, full-time, uh, I'm, uh, I'm guessing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, Too more, soon. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I'll leave that alone. But, um, so, Carl Dykes was a baseball player. So right Division here. one, oh. uh, played Air, Air, Force Air Force Academy. And so, so you know, again, oh, wow. talking about the community, Operation Fly Together. Yeah. I know he'll be really tied in with the Spoken Indians. And, again, going downtown for that lunch with some civic leaders, really just want an opportunity for me to say thank you for all they've done for our base. And, again, it's been a challenging year. 
uh, the pandemic has not been easy for the team. I think tonight we're recording today, obviously, but tonight, this is Monday, the 18th, is yes, our going away picnic or barbecue over at Miller Park. So that'll be another chance for us to say thank you to everybody. So hopefully we have a, a good showing. Uh, and we'll make the rounds this week, like Colonel Bentley mentioned. Everybody can attend. Everybody's got family and other commitments and, and life going on. But uh, we want to make sure we make the rounds and say thank you to a lot of folks. Something in the, in, the, in the UK, they used to have a saying, you know, we're standing on the shoulders of giants. And uh, that is 1,000% accurate here at Fairchild. Uh, the airmen make the difference. The families make all the difference. And we always brag or boast or say this. It's not bragging or boasting. We're stating facts. I, I truly believe we have better airmen here. We just have better people that make all the difference. It's not about you know facilities or, or resources all the time or about whatever. Uh, it's about having creative folks that are empowered and that are committed and uh, that own it. So we have better airmen here for sure. Yeah, I think civilians too. But I think we're almost probably about to wrap up. Yeah, well, oh, you got it's as much time as you okay. guys would like. Well, just to be clear, we say airmen, we say civilians, yeah. we say active duty and uniform, we say families, our guard partners, so all of our tenants here. Airmen encompasses all of us here that serve at Fairchild. But I think there's one more thing. So we, we want to go around and say thank you to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And one person we want to say thank you to, because I think Chief and I talk about, you know, airmen want to feel valued, included, and challenged. I think valued, we'll talk about that one at the end, but include it, be transparent, just give the facts. Uh, be honest, and then, uh, you know, if the baby's ugly, let them know. Um, but work through it together as a team. And then challenge is empower them. Let them do things. But the last thing is valued. And I think airmen should feel valued. It could be a, a, us going around saying thank you. Uh, we're doing a lot of things. We're trying to give away some decorations. Mm-hmm. And I think we have another one we're going to give away today, right? Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, uh, we'll do that eventually here, but I think we're going we're gonna to wait here till we get the queue to do some things. But uh, there's some things that came up. We want to address with somebody here in the room uh, as far as ICE comments. Yeah. Uh, so we'll okay. read some of the comments. I think they were all positive, but they're with you, Erica, some of the things you've been doing. But people say nice things about you, so we want to, you know, or not so nice, but <laughs> we, want, we want you to know what was being said. Yeah. But we'll get to that at due time here. So I think how we show value, though, it could be thank you or it could be a decoration. Yeah. And so I think in a moment here, we're going to take the podcast off. And we're going to recognize Erica yeah. with the MSM. Let's read those ice comments. <laughs> yeah. So job well done. Thank you for, you made a difference. You made a real difference and it's going to be enduring. And so I, I just want to say thank you. We'll get off the headsets here. We'll publish your orders yeah. and read the MSM. And the great thing is what you can't see on the podcast is we've got a lot of your partners here, your buddies. All right, ready? you ready? Well, this got really awkward, and I guess we're going to cut it a little bit short. Yeah. But again, Chief and Colonel, thank you so much for all you guys have done for Team Fairchild. I wish you would be here a little bit longer and we're able to do your full two years. We definitely enjoyed the two years we had with you, sir. Oh, good. I was like, this is about to get awkward. Just oh, no, we're no. not reading ice comments. That was just the cover. But <laughs> yeah. This is um, actual factual stuff. Yes, reading. sir. Yeah. But no, really appreciate the empowerment you really have given to the airmen. I think it has made a big difference. I know I made that Fairchild freestyle patch a long time it. ago as a young tech sergeant who was a little salty in the maintainer world, but getting a chance to see you guys in action at a different level has been truly eye-opening. So thank you guys so much for all you have done and spending some time with us before you head out next week. Perfect. All right, let's publish the order. All right, Thanks. and for my, re- uh, my listeners, you guys have a spectacular day. All right, team, that wraps up another episode of Refill Team Fairchild. If you guys have any stories you'd like to share on the podcast or maybe know anyone that does have stories that they'd like to share, please let us know. You can reach us at 92-foxtrot-sierra-sierra.foxtrot-sierra-delta-papa.fairchild-charlie-alpha-alpha.com. Alpha at us.af.mil. 
And until next time, we'll see you then.